Love this podcast? Support this show through the Acast supporter feature. It's up to you how much you give, and there's no regular commitment. Just click the link in the show description to support now. Welcome to Fresh Encounter, the radio ministry of Lifelong Anointing Church. Our mission as a church is to equip the body of Christ to increase in wisdom and in stature, and in favor with God and with men. We are glad that you joined us for this edition of the broadcast. It is our prayer that this broadcast will be a blessing to you. Here now is Pastor Otuno with today's message. In Ephesians chapter 4, reading from verse 11, Paul the Apostle now gave us a classic understanding of how God has made provision for his people to grow. And he himself gave some to be apostles, some prophets, some evangelists, and some pastors and teachers for the equipping of the saints for the work of the ministry, for the edifying of the body of Christ. Uh, till, understand, look at verse number 13 and pay attention. Say, till we all come to the unity of faith and the knowledge of the Son of God to a perfect man. To the measure of the stature of the fullness of Christ. You know, verse number 14 now says that we should no longer be children. That's why he's telling you all this thing. That's why he's giving you all this play. So that you will no longer be children tossed to and fro and carried about with every wind of doctrine by the trickery of men in the cunning craftiness of deceitful plotting. But speaking the truth in love. Make it and may grow up in all things into him who is the head, Christ. In other words, Paul the Apostle is saying that the reason, there is a reason why God brings his people together in a church. And when they are in a church, there's a reason why he gave some apostles, some pastors, some priests, some prophets, some teachers, some evangelists. There's a reason why he gave the fivefold ministry. And one of the reasons Paul is saying is that so that he can equip you to grow. He himself gave some apostles, some prophets, some evangelists, some pastors and, so, and teachers for the equipping of the saints for the work of the ministry. In other words, he expects you to be equipped. And to be equipped simply means what? It simply means that they're supplying the necessary resources for the growth of the body. That's why he gave you these people. That's why there are pastors in the house. That's why there are teachers in the house. That's why there are prophets and evangelists. So that you can be equipped. You can have the necessary resources that you need to be able to grow. Number two, the Lord gave us these people in the church so that he can edify the saints. And by edification, it means to provide instruction and improvement for the church to be able to move to where they need to be. So that they can edify the church. That's why he gave us those fivefold ministry. Number three, so that we all can be united. And this is where there's always a problem in the church. People believe, uni- people believe unity means sameness. Unity and sameness are two different things. We might be united in purpose, but we might be going in two different directions. We might be united in purpose, but we might be, they have a different ideas on how to accomplish that particular purpose. And that is why there are different denominations in the church. And one, all of us agree on one thing, and that is Jesus is Lord. That the Bible is the word of God. That the spirit of God is the one that seals us after salvation. There is unity of the saints, agreeing on the fundamental. But doing things the same way does not mean unity. And that's why you can have a lot of people having, you know, they, they're coming together in different ways, just like we are here. Different nationalities all coming together. We are all here today, united around one single purpose. The name of our Lord Jesus Christ. 
Say that is the reason why we are giving these people so that we can unite for the unity of the saints, so that we can have the knowledge of the Son of God. We can grow in the knowledge of the Son of God, and then finally, so that we can grow into maturity. Look at verse number thirteen. Say till we all come to the unity of faith and of the knowledge of the Son of God to a perfect man, to the measure of the stature of the fullness of Christ. That is the reason. Why we are, the Lord Almighty has equipped the church to be able to grow. So as believers, God not only wants you to grow, God expects you to grow. And he expects you to change your level. He expects you to move from one level to the other. And that's why the Bible tells us in the book of Proverbs chapter 4. If you read verse number 18, the Bible says there, But the part of the just, the part of the just, is like the shining sun that shines even brighter Unto the perfect day. In other words, there is an increasing light in the light of that particular, in the light of the, of the, of the children of God. In other words, as a believer, our light is supposed to be shining brighter and brighter. Your life is supposed to be getting better and better. Your understanding of the word of God is supposed to be getting better and better. You are supposed to be growing in grace. You are supposed to be growing in the knowledge of God, which means if you used to be angry, at something last year, your level of anger should have been diminished. Your level of grace should have gone up. God expects you to grow. And he expects you to move forward. There should be a positive progression in your life. There should be a positive increase in our lives as the children of God. And the question is why? Why must you be growing? Why must you be changing levels? The reason you change level is because nature itself abhors stagnation. Nature abhors stagnation. Nothing stands still in nature. Everything is constant motion. There is a constant motion that is in space, that is always happening. Nature abhors stagnancy. Changing levels requires you to continue to, to continue to improve. You cannot get the blessings of God if you remain on the same level. The point we are making is that nature abhors stagnancy. Not only that, the reason why you must change your level is because you cannot take advantage of opportunities when you remain on the same spots. It's not possible. And there are things that God wants to pour out to his people. There are blessings that he wants to give. But he needs you to change your level. He needs you to grow up a little bit. He needs you to mature so that you can enjoy the things that he's given unto you. Why must you grow? Why must you change your level? You change your level so that you can have access to opportunities and to resources. You need to change your level so that you can have access to opportunities and to resources. There are some opportunities that will never come to you unless you get to a level where people can trust you with those information. And God will not share his secret with the person who has not gotten to a particular level. The Bible says that the secret of the Almighty God is with those who fear him. If you have not gotten to the level of fearing God, you will not get his secrets. It is not magic. So you move, number one, because nature abhors stagnancy. You move because, number two, you take advantage of opportunity. You change your level and grow because you can... You, you do. The reason why you change your level and, and grow is because you only when you change your level will you have access to resources and opportunity. And then number four, you the reason why you must change your level is so that you can maximize your potentials. There are so many things that God has deposited inside an individual. So many beautiful things that you will never know those things unless you exercise yourself. It is when you grow, that is when you can begin to see 
what God has deposited inside your life. And unless you move, you will not be able to maximize your potential. And then finally, there is a place that God has assigned to each and every one of you. Unless you grow, you may not get there. There are some things that God has prepared for each and every one of us. Unless you are willing to grow, you may never be able to see those things come to pass. And that's why the Bible says, eyes have not seen. Ears have not heard. Now, as it enter into the heart of men, what God has prepared for his own people. You know, now there are things that God has made available that he wants to release into the life of his people. But until you grow, you may not be able to see those things. And the unfortunate thing is that there are many in the church who are not growing. And if they are not growing, that is fine. But there are some who just refuse to grow. They just refuse to grow. For many, you know, many are on the same level. A year, two years, three years, five years, ten years that they have believed. They only know the same level of scripture. They pray the same kind of prayer. They read only a particular version of the scripture. They are are not willing to be able to exert themselves and move to the next level. And pastors, you know, begin to wonder, why is it that some people just refuse to grow? Why are they not growing? There is a verse of the scripture that is a very, very funny, interesting verse. It's in the book of Jeremiah chapter 48. Jeremiah 48. It's trying to tell us why people don't change. Why people don't grow. Jeremiah 48, reading from verse number 11, the Bible says, Moab has been at ease from his youth. And he has settled on his lees. And has not been emptied from vessel to vessel. Neither has he gone into captivity. Therefore, because he has not experienced all these things, he said, therefore, his taste remained in him, and his scent has not changed. The Bible says, because Moab has been at ease from his youth, he has settled on his lees, he has not been emptied from vessel to vessel, neither has he gone into captivity. Therefore, his taste remained in him and his scent has not changed. The Bible is basically saying that a man who lives a life of ease, a man who is always at ease in life, it's a change will be very difficult for that particular person. That's what he's saying about Moab. Say Moab has always been at ease, even from his youth. And because he lives a life of ease, change has been far from him. And the reason why people don't change is when they are when they just take everything easy. As long as you do that, growth will be difficult from that person. People don't change as long as they are satisfied with where they are in life. So number one, when you live a life of ease, you will never grow. When you are satisfied with your life, you will never grow. When you are lazy, you will not grow. When you are lazy, you will not grow. I say a lazy man cannot be a Christian. A lazy man cannot be a Christian. Because it takes a lot of work to pray. It takes a lot of work to read the Bible. It takes a lot of work to go out on evangelism and talk to other people. It takes a lot of work, and I'm still working on this one, for you to be slapped on the right and you turn the other one. And try as much as possible not to get into your ambulance so that you don't slap me. Because if you slap me, I don't know what I will do. So what I will do is I make sure I stay away from your hand. (laughs) So that we don't put ourselves in that situation. But the point I'm making is that a lazy man can never be, can never grow. If you're lazy, you will never grow. You only find excuse. And then you, the reason why people don't grow is because they live a life without challenge. 
There's nothing challenging them. Nothing driving them. Nothing pushing them. They don't aspire for anything. They're just there. You're satisfied with what life is throwing at you. And then you will complain about the sun, the moon, the star, and everything that's around us. As long as we live a life without challenge, growth will be impossible. As long as we live a life without vision. And the vision is what you want to be. The hunger in your spirit to be able to advance. The changes that you want to see happen in your life. As long as we live a life without vision, growth will be impossible. Changing level will be an illusion. The Bible says Moab has been at ease from his youth. And he has settled on his list. And has not been emptied from vessel to vessel. No change has taken place in his life. Neither has he gone into captivity. There has been no challenge in his life. He has never been tried. He said, therefore, he has remained. His taste has remained in him. And his sense has not changed. Because he has never seen anything demanding or challenging in his life. And my brothers and sisters, we refuse to grow. When those things, when we see the laziness, the lack of vision and all those things in our life. But what I want you to understand is this. There is a danger in remaining at the same point. There is a danger. The Bible tells us when Lot was being rescued from Sodom and Gomorrah. The Bible says that the angels told him. He said, go to the mountain because there is danger in the place. In other words, you have to keep advancing. Because if you don't advance, there is going to be danger. There are danger in remaining on the same spot. There is something we used to say back home. You know, the good thing is that here, you may not, it may not be applicable because you use uh, indoor plumbing, indoor bathroom, and things like that. But when you normally go to the outhouse, outdoor, to go and do, the, to go and do your business, we used to say back home that if you stay too long on that thing, all sorts of flies will meet you there. Get the idea. If you stay too long on, the, on your business, all sorts of flies will meet you there. The point you are trying to meet and make, and make is that when you remain stagnant, all sorts of nonsense will begin to creep up on you. And that's why if you are at work, you are not improving. You are not educating yourself. You are not training yourself for a better role or two that you can get promoted. What will happen is that the kids that you carried and you did bomboy for when they were growing up, those kids will go to school. They will graduate. They will come and apply for the job in your place. Initially, they will come and sit next to you. You'll be the one training them. So they will start to become your team leader. Then they will become your supervisor. Then they will become manager. And then you wake up and say, what's wrong with all these small, small children? Eh? What's happened? They are just talking rubbish to me. This, 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 this. I have been doing this job for the past 20 years. Good luck to you. What, why have you not changed? And if you remain on the same level, all sorts of nonsense will meet you there. That is the danger of not growing. The Bible tells us in the book of Galatians chapter 4. It tells you the danger of remaining on the same spot. The danger of not growing. Galatians chapter 4. Reading from verse number 1. Paul the apostle tells a very fascinating, give a very fascinating illustration. He says in number one, he said, now I say that the heir, which means the owner of an inheritance, the heir, uh, that the heir, as long as he is a child, okay, as long as the heir is a child, differed nothing from a servant, though he was the Lord of all. In other words, as long as you remain a baby, even if your father gets America, as long as you are a baby, you can never take control of the country. Never. As long as you are a baby, even if your father that owns what is the most big, what is the biggest company here? Say that your father gets Walmart. Sam School of One, Walmart and everything. If your father is the owner and your name is listed as one of the directors, as long as you are a baby, you will never be given the reins of the company. That's what the Bible is saying here. 
Now I say that the heir, as long as is a child, differed nothing from a servant, though it was the Lord of all. But is under tutors, okay, and governors, until the time appointed by the Father. Even so, when we were children, we were in bondage under the elements of this earth, of this world. In other words, as long as you remain a baby, you are going to be under bondage to the element of this world. What is Paul the Apostle saying? In other words, Paul is saying, if we refuse to grow, okay, as long as we refuse to change our level, we are not different from the unbelievers. Why is that? The reason is because the devil can cheat the unbeliever anytime. The devil can put the unbelievers in bondage anytime. And the devil can do exactly the same thing to a Christian who is not growing. The devil can afflict the, a baby Christian with the same affliction that he puts on the unbeliever if the, if the, if the Christian refuses to grow. That's what Paul is trying to let us understand here. So the danger of stagnancy is number one, you are not different from the unbelievers who do not know Christ. Number two is that you will be, live, you will be following instead of leading. The Bible says that, that differs nothing from a servant, though he were the Lord, though you own everything, though you have the right, you have the power. He said you are not going to be different from the ordinary people who are following when the Lord has made you a leader already. When you remain stagnant. Number three, Paul is saying, as long as you refuse to change and grow spiritually, you will continue to be under another man's control. Look at verse number 2 of that Ephesians chapter 4. He said, but under tutors and governors until the time appointed by the Father. You will continue to be under the control of other people if you refuse to grow. We have been talking about my, my young man here, Elijah. As smart as Elijah is, as long as he remains like that, his mother will never allow him to go out and be on his own. Never. It's not going to happen. Because he's still a baby. He's still going to continue to be under the control of the parents. The same thing happens to us when we refuse to grow. Okay? And then finally, if you refuse to grow, you will be under the bondage of this worldly elements. In other words, anger, animosity, pride, whatever it is, there will be very much there. You will not be able to rise above the circumstances that is offered, that's around you. In other words, you will not be able to break free from the controlling influence of this world. The question then is, how does a believer change his level? How do you change your level? How do you move from one level to the other? And this is where we are going to spend the rest of the month. So that you can begin to understand how you can move from where you need to be, from where you are right now, to where you need to be. How you can change your own level. How you can do it. The question is, how do you change your level? Let's look at Psalm 119. Psalm 119, reading from verse 105, the Bible says, the word, Thy word is a lamp unto my feet and a light unto my path. Thy word is a lamp unto my feet and a light unto my path. From this verse of the scripture, the Bible is telling us that you change your level in life through the exposure to the word of God. Exposure to the word of God is the number one way to change your level. Okay? In other words, your growth and progress in life is a function of the amount of God, the word of God that you put into your spirits. How much you are going to grow, how much you are going to experience is a function of the amount of the word of God that is inside your life. Your level changes in the proportion of the amount of the light of the word of God that you are exposed to. So the more of the word of God you know, 
the more of your level, the more your level will increase. You will remember when Jesus, after being baptized, he went into the wilderness to go and do what to go and pray. And the devil accosted him and started giving us started playing his trick. And Jesus kept doing what? He kept saying, It is written. It is written. It is written. At one point in time, the Bible says the devil left him alone for a season. In other words, if the devil can test the word incarnate, <laughs> you and I will get a lot of work to do. The point you are making is that your victory in life, in any circumstances, is a function of the amount of the word of God that you are exposed to. And for example, many of us have gone through this in life. When were you moved from elementary to middle school? When you have been exposed to the amount of material that will move you from elementary to middle school. When you had enough exposure to some materials, you were moved from elementary to what? To high school. When you were exposed to enough material, you moved into college. One thing you find is that if you have been exposed to the world and you are not assimilating the world, you are not going to change your level. Okay? There is something that we used to do that they used to do when I was still going to when I was still in high, high school. You will repeat a class. I don't know whether they do it here in the US, but you keep repeating the class until you learn. Until you allow the exposure of the word of God to shed light upon you, you will be at the same level. So you must understand. Your changing levels is a function of the exposure to the word of God. We grow by the revelation that God gives us. And every encounter with the word of God opens up a new chapter in your life. When God opens your eyes, all of a sudden you see something and it changes the way you behave. It changes the way you react. It changes the way you do things. So your changing level is a function of your exposure to the word of God. And that is why your level changes in proportion to the amount of the word of God that you are exposed to. And the more revelation that you have, the more you go, the more you go higher. The question then is how does the word of God accomplish this in your life? How does he accomplish it? Number one, the word of God changes you from level to level because that word cleanses you. Your world, your life is full of all sorts of things that is full of. And when you are exposed to the word of God, the word cleanses you. And then you begin to move forward. Number two, the word moves you to the next level because the word illuminates your parts. When you are able to see, you find out that you begin to do things differently. When you are able to see that there's an opportunity somewhere, you begin to go in that direction. The word changes our level because the word illuminates us. The word changes our level because the word releases us. From whatever bondage. When you have a wrong understanding about something. It's just like you look at something. Some people say oh all these people are always very crooked. Okay. It's just like the natural idea. When people talk about Nigeria. They say oh these Nigerians they are very smart. But they have this evil genius inside of them. That is an idea. That is a perception. But when you now come in contact with a true Nigerian. Who is smart but is not crooked. It changes the way you see. It releases you from your bias. What I'm saying is that the word of God has the potential to release. In the book of Jeremiah 23 verse 29. It says, "Is not my word like fire, said the Lord. And like a hammer that breaketh the rock in pieces. Whatever is holding you down. The word of God that comes into your life. Has the ability to break it. And that's able to move you up. So the word moves you to the next level because the word releases. The word moves you to the next level because the word inspires. I don't know whether it's ever happened to you, but there are times when you go into your, you listen to something and there is, it's like somebody gives you a shot in the hand. You get so fired up that you want to do things. You get so fired up that you want to accomplish a lot. That is what the word of God does to you. 
When you open the scriptures and you see what God is able to do, it inspires you into action and changes your level. The word of God is able to change your level because it instructs you on what to do. The word of God changes your level because it corrects you when you make mistakes. The word of God changes your level because it transforms you. It transforms your life. Those are, the, that's, those are the things. That's how the word of God moves you. The question is how do you change your level using the word of God? How do you do it as an individual? Number one, you do it by reading the word. You know, I've joked about it here several times, and I say that the way many of us read the Bible is that you open, you put the Bible under your pillow, and then you sleep on it. And the Bible, because it's a magical book, all of a sudden, the book, all the things that is written in the Bible start entering through your pillow into your head, and then you become a super Christian. It doesn't work like that. I'm for sure many of us know. Many of us will open to the book of Psalms, Psalm 23. When you dream and the dream is not good, you are so scared, you open to the book of Psalms, you quickly hold that thing. It doesn't work like that. The only way you change your level, the only way you change your level is to read the word of God. Number two, it's not just to read the word of God, but to meditate on the word of God. The word meditation means to ruminate. To roll it over and over in your mind. Not just read it once and walk away, but read it and ruminate it in your heart and ruminate over it in your mind. Number three is to accept the word of God. Not when you read it, say, Yeah, this one will fit my sister over there. Yeah, this one is talking about my brother over there. If you don't see yourself in the word of God and accept it, it will never move you to the next level. Your word of God moves you to the next level when you obey it. Jesus said, if anyone loves me and he keeps my word, my father will love him and we will come and make our home with him. That the key word there is if he keeps my word, if he obeys my word. And then finally, and then finally the word of God takes you to the next level when you apply it. If the word says stop gossiping, stop. If the word tells you stop, I've been getting angry, stop getting angry. If whatever the Lord, what word of God tells you, stop. To so stop doing it, stop doing it. Whatever the word of God says you should do, do it. Look at James chapter 1 verse 25. The Bible says, Whoso looketh into the perfect law of liberty and continuing daring and not being a forgetful hearer, but a doer of the work, this man shall be blessed. In all his deeds. In other words, the only way you can move from where you are to where you need to be is to apply the word of God. Take that word, apply it into your life, and see if it will work or not. And as you do all these things, God is a very faithful God. The word of God will start becoming flesh in your life and it will begin to move you to where you need to be. But everything starts with a hunger for a change. You can't read the word if you're not interested. You can't read the word if you don't want to move forward. You cannot desire change if you don't want, you know, you cannot change unless you desire change in your life. And that's why I want to go back to Jeremiah chapter 48 and read verse number 11 there again. The Bible says, Moab had been at ease from his youth. He has settled on his lease and has not been emptied from vessel to vessel. But neither has he gone into captivity. Therefore, his taste has remained in him and his scent has not changed. The question this morning is that, are you hungry for a change in your level? Are you hungry to be a better person? Are you hungry to see the hand of God move on your behalf? Are you hungry to move to a new level in your life? Do you want to see something new in your life? Do you want to be among the people who are the pace setter instead of just the people who follow the trend? Do you, are you hungry for a change of level? That is the question. 
Thank you very much for listening to our program today. We invite you to join us every Sunday at 10 a.m. for our Sunday worship service at 2711 Murfreesboro Road in Antioch, Tennessee. We also host Bible study and prayer meetings every Friday at 7 p.m. Visit us online at www.lifelonganointing.com and on Facebook, Twitter, and YouTube. Join us next time for another edition of Fresh Encounter. On behalf of Lifelong Anointing Church, we thank you for listening. Mm-hmm.